Welcome to Beside the Burn for Monday the 17th of January. It's the start of a brand new week and we're into a brand new series with Daniel. Last week we had the lead-in, the introduction to the series as we were thinking about how do we live in exile. Uh, We're thinking about this world today, we are in exile and we're looking forward to the time whenever we will go to the promised land, which is the new heaven and the new earth, which God has in store for us. So this world is not my home, I'm just passing through. And we're thinking all this week about how we can sing in Babylon, taking that theme of Psalm 137, where the uh, exiles in Babylon were sitting down by the rivers And whenever they were asked by their captives to sing, uh, or their captors to sing some of the songs of Zion, they just felt that they didn't have the heart for it, that they couldn't sing because they were in a foreign land. But we've been called to make the best of this time of exile. And not just to sit and despair that we're not in the place where we want to be, but instead to pray for the peace and the prosperity of the land and therefore to see it prosper, and therefore we will prosper as the land around us prospers. So that's where we are, but we're in Daniel chapter 1 today, and we're going to be looking at just the first couple of verses which introduce us to the whole thing and set the scene. So let's read together. In the third year of the reign of Jehoiakim, king of Judah, Nebuchadnezzar, king of Babylon, came to Jerusalem and besieged it. Now, if you think back to last week, whenever we were doing some of the preparation for this, we saw how Hezekiah, who was a previous king of uh, Judah, had allowed envoys from Babylon to come in and to see all the treasures. This is now quite some time later. There have been a few changes of king in the meantime. And Nebuchadnezzar has obviously heard of the treasures that are in Israel. And so he decides to go and invade Israel and to invade Judah. At this stage, there are only the southern tribes of Israel left. And they're collectively known as Judah. The ten tribes to the north have already been scattered and already been invaded and are no longer a kingdom anymore. So Israel is depleted by this stage and Nebuchadnezzar comes in to take the treasures and to take over in the land there. And Jehoiakim is king and God has decided to punish Israel because of some of the previous kings who have reigned. So the people have been disobedient, but there's still a remnant of people who are faithful. And Daniel is obviously one of those people. But it's the kings that are being punished for leading in such a terrible way. And so it's important that a nation has the right leaders because the leaders of that nation set the tone for the nation. And whenever there was an evil king in Israel, that then led the people away from God. And so God decided to punish. Now, the interesting thing is that this punishment is coming. Yes, Jehoiakim was not a good leader. He had led the people astray. But it's also going back a few kings to Manasseh. And Manasseh was the son of Hezekiah. 
And that's interesting because Hezekiah was the king who uh, had been told that he was going to die. He pleaded with God and with the prophet uh, that he would be given some extra time and that he was given 15 extra years. God told him, you'll have 15 years uh, to reign. And during those 15 years, Manasseh was born. And it would have been better if Hezekiah had died at the time initially set because then Manasseh wouldn't have been born and he wouldn't have been such a terrible evil king and he wouldn't have led the nation astray in such a way. But that's the way things have turned out for Israel and this is now the punishment that is coming on the nation. And here in verse 2 we have this reason as to how Nebuchadnezzar was able to come and take over the Lord's people because the Lord himself had decreed it. Verse 2, and the Lord delivered Jehoiakim king of Judah into his hand along with some of the articles from the temple of God. These he carried off to the temple of his God in Babylonia and put in the treasure house of his God. And this is significant because the Lord delivered. As we saw on Sunday, this explains to us that God is in control, that he is sovereign. And even though Israel's king is evil, God is able to take a foreign king, Nebuchadnezzar, king of Babylon, and use him to work out his purposes and his plan in the land. So today, we may have evil rulers. We may have rulers that don't appear as though they're being faithful to God or have any thought of God, but God can still use them and manipulate them in his overall plan. So therefore, we are saddened and we lament at the leadership we have But we don't despair because God has a plan and so we still pray for those leaders and everything that's happening. We're told here that he took the articles from the temple of God. And this is interesting as well because they will crop up again later in the story. These are the very articles that Hezekiah showed to the envoys from Babylon all those years previous. And Nebuchadnezzar had obviously come knowing that they were there and was ready to take them. This was going to be one of the perks of invading Judah at this time. But they're taken and they're put into the temple of his God in Babylonia. And this is significant because in chapter 5 of Daniel, Nebuchadnezzar has died. There's a new king. The new king is Belshazzar. And Belshazzar brings these items out of the temple and uses them for a feast. And we will see the consequences of taking these sacred items and using them and profaning them, as it were, in this a secular setting of a feast and it brings judgment on Belshazzar. So the very fact that these items have been lifted here is a key detail that will come in in a number of years time again. The other interesting thing to notice here is where all of this is taking place. Uh, He carried off to the temple of his god in Babylonia. And in some translations, the phrase that's used here is the land of Shinar. And Babylonia, or the land of Shinar, was first mentioned back in Genesis chapter 11. 
Do you remember the story of the Tower of Babel? We looked at it about six months ago. And the Tower of Babel was built in the plain of the land of Shinar. So where the Tower of Babel was built is where we find Babylon. And this is where Nebuchadnezzar has come from. So the people of Babel wanted to make a name for themselves and they wanted to build a tower that would reach up to God. Here Nebuchadnezzar is making a name for himself and he makes that name for himself by coming and invading God's people and taking them captive. And Israel had been warned back in Deuteronomy 28 that God would bring a nation whose language they would not understand to take them captive. And here we have Nebuchadnezzar coming from the land of Babel where languages were confused. Nebuchadnezzar comes and he's speaking Aramaic. He's not speaking Hebrew, so they have trouble understanding him. And he takes Daniel and his friends and the the main people away and they are taught Aramaic, this foreign language. And all of this is linked together in the overall story that we see an evil force coming from Babel, coming from Babylon, confusing language. And it's significant that Daniel and his friends are then taught this new language. And if you stay with us until Friday, we'll be thinking about the implications of uh, the Babylonians speaking Aramaic and the Hebrews speaking uh, Hebrew and how those two things have a significance in the story. But I'll not say any more about that now. We'll save that until uh, Friday. So that's a little bit of background today. And what I want you to remember about the story is that God is in control. That even with the exile and even with an evil king, Nebuchadnezzar, God still has a plan and that plan is being worked out. And Daniel and his friends are at the centre of that plan. So let's bow before God today in prayer. Lord God, we acknowledge once again that we are living in exile and we long for your promised land. Lord, we ask that you would help us day by day to be able to sing in Babylon, as it were, to be able to seek the peace and prosperity of the land around us. And yet, Lord, at the same time, not to be compromised in our faith, but to remain faithful to you. Lord, we recognise that we don't have the wisdom to be able to work out how to do that. So we look to you and we ask you this day that you would help us and guide us. For we ask it all in Jesus' name. Amen.